0: One day, though, one of them—it was Doris, the oldest son's wife—said, "'I declare these are the beatenest peas I ever saw. Some of them have such a little dab of juice that you'd swear they was dried peas.' Granny Albright laughed then. Where well, it was not so much a laugh if you thought about the deep, joyful outbursts of the younger women. It was a sound like stiff paper crumpling.' "'I ain't got so much juice left in me neither,' Granny said. "'But I reckon you just take what the good Lord provides "'if it's peas or your own innards.'" Linda Kay looked at Granny and saw the black bead eyes sparkling. She didn't know whether it was possible for Granny to be amused because she had never before been so close to anyone so old. She hoped she would grow fond of Granny, but she had not yet felt anything at all except how very old she was. Granny was so shrunken and parched and more noticeable than anything else, she had a smell. Not that Linda Kay minded the smell, like that of sweetened cabbage cooking. She guessed it was just a part of being old. But Linda Kay wouldn't find out from Granny Albright about being old, for those were the last words she ever heard Granny say. The next day, while they were fixing peas, Granny went to sleep. Nobody knew the exact moment, for when they noticed, her chin was resting on her chest and the sharp little hands were still. At first they thought she was dead, but she wasn't. So they put her to bed in a vast, yellowed nightgown. She had put it away herself when she was 25 years younger and 50 pounds heavier, Mama Albright said. Papa Albright sent for from the field, went to New Hope's store to call the doctor, for the new REA telephone service had not reached them then, and had the good luck to reach old Dr. Shannon, who was willing to drive fifteen miles out in the country to see an old patient and friend. Granny never did want to be put in a hospital, and Dr. Shannon knew it. "'You can keep her out here,' he said, if you got plenty of help.' She's not likely to live more than a few days, and there's nothing we could do for her there that she can't do here. So they sent word to all the family, and the pea-fixing was over. Neighbors were invited to gather the rest of the peas, and the Albright women turned to another task. Linda Kay worried at first for fear they would think she wasn't doing her part, "'Can't I do something?' she would ask her mother-in-law and sisters-in-law. But they all said, "'No, your time will come. Enjoy being a bride while you can.'" There wasn't room for company in the tiny weaning house, where the Albright boys always took their brides till they could get a house and a farm of their own. So when the big house filled up and ran over, it was the sisters-in-law who found beds for everyone in their homes, and there was still not anything that Linda Kay could do. At last she gave up asking and accepted her reprieve. Without saying so, she was really grateful, for to attend the dying was something she had never experienced and certainly had not imagined when she thought of the duties she would have as Bobby Joe's wife. She had made curtains for all the windows of her little house, and she had kept it spotless and neat, shabby as it was, and cooked good meals for Bobby Joe, She had done all the things she had promised herself she would do, but she hadn't thought of this. People died, she would have said, in hospitals or in cars on the highway at night. Bobby Joe was gone all day now, not coming in for dinner and sometimes not for supper. When they first married, he had been gone a lot because he was working in the fields, and she would get in the car and drive to wherever he was working to take him a fresh hot meal. Now there was no work in the fields, nor would there be till it rained, and she didn't know where he went. Not that she complained or had any cause to. Four or five of the cousins from East Texas were about his age, so it was up to him to entertain them. There was no reason to ask what they did. Thus a new pattern of days began to develop, for Granny Albright did not die. She lay still on the bed her head hardly denting the pillow. Sometimes she opened her eyes and looked around, and sometimes she took a little milk or soup. They stopped expecting her to die the next minute.